Hello, and welcome back to the Agile Coffee Podcast. My name is Vic Bonacci, and this is episode 79. Today, Ben and I will be talking about that burr in his saddle. When he hears people bashing Agile because they perceive it as immutable or too prescriptive, we will debunk that coming up. But first, let me tell you about the Agile Open Southern California because it is right around the corner. October 27th and 28th of 2022, that's a Thursday and Friday, we will have our third in a row virtual event in prior years. Of course, it was in person and we almost pulled it off this year, but due to overwhelming demand, we have made it a virtual event for the third consecutive year now. I will be there to do the honor of holding space for both days, as will Ben, Lakshmi, Larry, Colleen, and so many of the other guests you may have been hearing over the years here on the Agile Coffee Podcast. To find out more information about this event, which, by the way, only costs 20 bucks, $20 for two days of an open space event, you can go to my own website, agilecoffee.com slash AOSC. That stands for Agile Open Southern California. Once again, the link, agilecoffee.com slash AOSC, to get a link to the Eventbrite page with the event information. There you have it. Now, go ahead, sit back, relax, and enjoy a fresh brew of Edge of Coffee. Welcome back to the Agile Coffee Podcast. This is episode 79. Here I am, Vic Bonacci, joined by Ben Rodlitz of Rodlitz Agility. LLC. LLC. Ben, it's really good to record here with you. You've been on how many podcasts? I don't know. Maybe not all 78 prior to this, but a good yeah, portion not, of them. I bet it's between a half dozen and a dozen. Yeah. You know, we do chat every so often, but I, uh, I kind of miss getting together in these uh, kind of environments where we just kind of chew the agile fat, if there is such a thing. And oh, well, uh, There's definitely a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Especially since the pandemic, I, I put on a few pounds of <laughs> agile fat. <laughs> well, isn't that what lean is all about, is Ooh. trying to eliminate the waste in I the system? S- I see what you did there. I'd like my waste to get smaller. That's right. Hey, you know, one thing that did get smaller, here's a joke that you might not have heard me say more than once or twice, is the scrum guide. They took that old scrum guide a year and a half ago, and they reduced it from 19 down to 13 pages. Yeah. At least something can lose weight during the pandemic. (laughs) I did, did, you know, and and maybe we'll talk about this today. I'm getting pretty, just not disgusted is way too strong a term. No, it's not. Very, you know, I'm getting. Mildly. Yeah, agitated. Not even agitated is too strong, but it's dispirited by the kind of agile bashing. This safe isn't agile. Scrum isn't agile. Scrum is either too prescriptive or not prescriptive enough. I, I just read wow. yesterday, somebody mm-hmm. complaining, pointing to the paring down of the Scrum Guide as evidence that it's trying to be everything to everybody by by putting less in there. Mm. But, man, I, you know, I thought, I thought mm. the slimming down, what did you think about it when they, when they cut it down? Well, uh, the statement making it more, I guess to summarize what you just said or or paraphrase, making it more applicable or transferable to general audiences by having it slimmed down. One of the principles of the Agile Manifesto is all about simplicity. The art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. It's always kind of been a blessing and a curse that there's prescription in Scrum. 
it's a blessing because I would tell teams that are new to agile or some people have done scrum one way and other people scrum another way and someone else doesn't do scrum to get people on the same page, get them aligned as well as kind of building up the muscle, the habits of planning, continuous planning. It's useful. Scrum is useful. Um, But on the other hand, you get to a point where it seems a little bit too onerous, too much overhead. And that's a common complaint from a lot of team members. Mostly they're just saying, why do we have to have all these meetings? Because they don't really see the benefit or they don't realize the benefit as much as someone else would. But I'm with them. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Ken Schwaber always says, and I know I'm going on about Scrum here, but Ken would always say, you know, that Scrum is like chess. You either play it by the rules as the rules state or you don't. And and to which I tell teams and classes, if I'm training classes, I'll say, you know, that it's fine, you know, if you do Scrum, but you don't have a Scrum master or but you don't do the daily Scrum, you're not doing Scrum, you're doing Scrum, but so don't blame the, don't blame your the roots of your ills on the fact that Scrum isn't working if you're not giving Scrum a, a full chance. That's kind of my out-of-the-box take with that. Yeah. So so I think what rankles some people is that that uh, Ken Schwaber and Jeff Sutherland say that Scrum is immutable. This, yeah. this, this is Scrum. Yeah. And to which when I start engagements, uh, I will tell them I feel that my purpose here is not to do scrum it's not even to do agile my my purpose here is to help you deliver value with less waste with more quality and in a way that is satisfactory to you to the way that you like to work that's beautiful now, yeah now now having said that scrum is a way to do it scrum has a very specific definition mm-hmm. You will find we don't need, you know, as we evolve, as you become self-managing, self-organizing, I hope that you start questioning these things. I mean, you know me, Vic. I'm very big on why, very big on outcomes. And we'll talk for each of the ceremonies. These are the outcomes we want to do. We're not going to talk only about the mechanics, but we're going to talk about why that'd be something we should probably talk about in, you know, the ceremonies themselves another time. But my goal is that you do come back and question it. And here's the deal we're going to make. You as a team are going to do whatever is best in your context to do those things that we think will deliver value in all those good things. If it turns out that what you're doing is not the way Scrum prescribes it, A, perfectly okay. But B, be conscious of the fact that that's not Scrum, right? The -hmm. people who invented it, the people who described it have a right to say, this is what we did. And that's not scrum. That's not a good or bad thing, but be aware. And this is kind of what was, when you asked me what's, you know, what, what's that burr under my saddle? Um, I think a lot of the detractors and a lot of the people who say, you know, safe is an agile, don't do safe. Scrum is too prescriptive, don't do scrum. We, at least my experience, I'm going to ask you about yours. My experience since dealer.com has been, I come into places that are, that are already doing it right? Probably not doing it well, or they wouldn't have called me in, you know, me or the group that I'm with. But they're having problems. Having said that, would they have done anything in the agile domain if there hadn't been something they could sink their teeth into, like Scrum? 
Yeah. Or in a bigger company like Safe. In other words, if I came and said, here are the four principles, here are the four values and the 12 principles, and we're just going to do this. I don't think a company would be willing to, to make that change, even though they probably should. But if I can bring in Scrum and say, here's what we're going to do. This is very demonstrative. This is very understandable. This is what we're going to do. But I want buy-in from you if you want me to work with you, that we may change it. Then that's the lever to get into, right? But more often than not, they're already doing it, right? So same with SAFE. I just came off a, uh, a, a billion and billion dollar sa- uh, Space Force uh, project. And at the end of two, after two and a half years of doing SAFE, they reflected and decided they no longer were going to use SAFE. However, they were doing, in fact, some teams stopped doing Scrum. However, they, they were following very good agile uh, postulates, very good practices. And they never, ever would have gotten there if somebody hadn't given them this very prescriptive, safe uh, over, overlook because that resonated with the way they are. So exactly the reasons that people will say safe is is problematic, safe is you know is is garbage. And I'm not a you know I'm an SPC with a ton of enablements who is not crazily fond of safe. Yeah. But I feel comfortable going into a place that has it and and saying you're doing it. Here are things you're not doing that. I, here are things I think you can do better within the safe domain. Let's do those, but let's also start questioning whether these are the things we need to do. How right. about you? What, are, do you get to start at the beginning of transformations, or are you? Do you tend to be parachuting into projects already going? Uh that's a good question because I mean it's always hard to figure out where the beginning of a transformation is like when did it actually begin I feel like and this is not speaking to any client that I have currently or kind of ongoing um, but it feels like many of the times I've been engaged with clients has been they need someone to do some tune-ups right i think you you may have even done a talk on tune-ups or something like that someone in our circle did a talk on like the agile tune-up right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where i feel like i'm at so maybe they've maybe they've done a transformation and they want someone to come in and like help course correct or perhaps they haven't done anything in agile but they just want someone to give them a light touch as opposed mm-hmm. to a, a very thorough kind of transformation because that sounds intimidating doesn't it like yeah. your your job is on the line if you're the one who's deciding hey let's do this transformation so to answer your question yeah typically i'm not at a transformation from the beginning not to mm-hmm. say that i've never been yeah um i have but uh typically i'm not yeah yeah, yeah. but i think the approach both in the coaching and in the training domain is quite different uh yeah. Depending on whether you're at the beginning or not. I mean, SAFE has their, you know, their S curve, you know, path to uh, path to implementing SAFE. But I've been at places where they have been at the beginning of that. But by the time I'm in on it, uh, they're already doing that. And I have to adjust the way that I want to work based on, you know what it is, Vic? It's it's meeting them where they're at. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every every customer. Every client that I've worked with who've been in that transformation have one other side job, which is to keep the friggin' lights on and keep doing their work. Yeah, and that's why I say, you know, I, I, I 
said earlier. What did I say earlier? <laughs> oh, there have been so many things. I, you want me to go through all the notes I've been taking? Oh, no, that's fine. No, meet them where they're at. No, that's yeah. why I said earlier that idea of scrum butt. You know, it's what? fine. I mean, I, I tell people, like, if they're not, if they're not, like, so on board with me, especially, um, I like to, if they're on board and they're, agile champions themselves and great let's let's put the pedal to the metal but usually i'll tell people it's okay if you're not like 100 percent perfect at scrum i don't expect any of us to ever be 100 yeah, percent perfect yeah. it's that ideal that directionality of it are we headed in the right direction are we always learning are we doing the things that you just asked are we second guessing well, why are we doing this process does it still have value it had value before does it still have value yeah i think if you do it with intentionality by the way i don't like the term scrum but because it sounds like you're doing something wrong, you know, and uh -huh. I, I don't know quite what the term should be, but it's in that yes. And yeah, you know, I mean, going back to that Ken Schwaber, like it's like chess, you either play it by the rules of the yeah. real state or you don't. Yeah, um, friend, and I think it's that. okay to like say, Hey, I want my rook, my castle to move diagonally across the chessboard. Yeah, that's fine. You know, if that's yeah. what helps the team be more productive and, and solve their problems. Great. You know? Yeah. As our friend Zach Boniker, I, I heard him talking about that this topic exactly. And he was saying, well, you know, I love baseball, but there isn't enough scoring. So we should only have three bases. And it's, at some point, it stops being baseball. It still yeah. may be a fun game. You right. know? I mean, you know, could have been cricket and now it's baseball. It ain't cricket anymore. But that doesn't mean that it's, you know, we don't, we're not saying cricket. We didn't call the game cricket, but... <laughs> you know, we, we, we gave it a different name. Although, you know, as a baseball purist, you know, now with putting a runner on second base and extra innings and designated hitters, maybe it isn't baseball anymore, but I digress. Yeah. At some point, if, if I'm working in a transformation and we're trying to apply Scrum, let's say, um, as a means of getting people kind of aligned and situated and, and working on these practices, internalizing those, at some point, you know, they're going to want to start experimenting. And that's great, you know. If you have something you want to try, create a hypothesis, give it a try, make sure you know what success looks like, you uh -huh. know, or, or tell me what you think that experiment is going to happen. And, and, and something that is often overlooked is instrument your experiment to make sure that you're able to tell that. You know, in other words, we want, you know, we want to do this because we think we're, that this will happen. And then at the end of the experiment, you say, well, well, we really can't tell if it happened or not. So if you go into that experiment with intention, yeah. uh, then you can instrument that experiment and um, uh, set up some good, you know, whether it's acceptance criteria or goal state or whatever the hundred different forms of that term you can put in. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm all for you trying it. I, I've heard, I heard somebody uh, do the uh, baby food analogy that I give them and say, you don't give a baby food uh once and if they spit it out you never give it to them again you always have to let them you always have to have them try it twice yeah when you're introducing the new flavors yeah, yeah so if you if you have an experiment you want to do you know you want to you want to try let's not do the daily stand-up let's do it three times a week or you know let's uh right. do this or that um tell me why you want to do it tell me what, how you think that's going to be better tell mm -hmm. me how you're going to know if it was better and do it for two sprints you know don't mm -hmm. just do it for one sprint and in your retro Make that, you know, peg, you know, pin that as a topic on your retro. And yep. and if it fails or it doesn't fail, the the meta gift of them realizing that, yeah, they can ask it and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I love to see that surprise when somebody says, well, you know, we were thinking of this, but we don't know if it's Agile. We don't know if it's Scrum. And I'll say, ah, let's try it. Yeah. And apparently yeah. they've had cookie cutter coaches before who would never allow them to do that. And just that answer, regardless of what the experiment is, just that answer of, yeah, let's try it. Let's try it and see, you know? Well, that's what we're doing with this podcast reboot is trying it and seeing. And so I feel like, uh, I feel like we did a good try today and I kind of feel like we've come to the end of this topic. So we'll bring a, bring an end to this session. I want to thank you, Ben, for being a great sport and joining me here and look forward to our next conversation over a cup of coffee. Back at you. Back at you, Vic. This was great fun. Ben can be found at rodelitzagility.com. Your email is ben at rodelitzagility.com. Right. But if you go to rodelitzagility.com, you'll you'll get the infamous 404 because <laughs> while I am real, the, the, the website is not. Well, maybe I'll delay on posting this. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I know. You won't be able to delay enough. (laughs) And until next time, I just want to remind all of our wonderful listeners to enjoy their coffee with friends.